Hello, and welcome back to the JRB Podcast with uh, myself, Ryan Levine, uh, Jeff Jones, and Bowden Temnik. Hello. Hello. And uh, today we're going to talk about the remote YCS that just happened uh, last weekend, as well as the recently revealed um, OCG Forbidden and Limited list for January 1st. So um, I think they, they're kind of both heavily focused on trailments, <laughs> so I guess let's First, uh, talk about the remote YCS and kind of, uh, this was the first event where our new list went into effect and mm-hmm. shockingly, uh, nothing changed. <laughs> Trail Elements yeah. was still the best deck and so, Flunder so got later, second again. To, to quell a lot of what people have been saying and hopefully, you know, the, the people that are actually gaining something from this uh, are listening to it. Um, they posted an article remnant to like what they had before do you, do you remember what it was like oh konami rider writes their opinion yeah on uh the, the ban list right and like everyone was like up it was like an uproar from the in public 2016 was the last time that happened right I, I think so yeah it was it was like someone from konami europe or something right yeah. or it was like maybe one of the u.s like intern right i, I don't know so this one was michael kahanam who doesn't work for konami might not work for a lot konami, of people, yes and people yes. don't understand that people don't get that however i think he did a very good job in not posting anything that was too opinionated. And basically everything he said was more like public sentiment than, than anything. Um, yes. And nothing was, you know, nothing was just like actual R and D related. Like this happened because of this. You yeah. Know, it was just all stuff that made a lot of sense. And I, I think people aren't really taking that one in. It's like, I'm more happy that Konami is willing to, to write something um about the ban list right but it's not konami writing about the ban it's like they're yeah letting i i feel letting someone writer. else yeah. yeah post something about it, it, it I, yeah i think we should read I, I would like to reiterate this because a lot of people seem to think that this is konami giving out reasoning this is mm. not konami this is someone yeah. who uh uh konami you know like, like borrows for events and you know michael great guy awesome yeah. person but does that work for konami so those opinions are, are not solely from konami mm-hmm. he just someone who you know donates his time to yeah unlike uh yeah he coverage. does he, he's very good he, he, yeah. you know, he loves the written coverage yeah mm-hmm. they also had him on uh they do him uh commentary sometimes for for tcg and he does a lot of dual links commentary as well he was doing oh, a KC, uh grand cool. tournament as well yeah he, he did uh both of the the covid related casey grand tournaments with uh with luke withington oh interesting I I really cool. yeah, Pretty yeah. Cool. yeah. He, he's he's very knowledgeable and he plays a lot of dual links very <laughs> cool yeah he actually um, yeah, was so, the feature writer for my f- written feature at minneapolis i'm just remembering that now i believe yeah, yeah. He, he's he, like uh, this this dude's also you know like top nationals and gone to worlds like he's yeah he's, he he exists but like he exists uh from you know 2000 whatever till now like he's an og yeah it's good to see him stick around i, I think he's also a lawyer as well so okay enough michael <laughs> michael kahana yes. praise but yeah so yeah. As, as i said before I, th- I think he did a good enough job compared mm-hmm. to what they did in 2016 where they let the writers just like hey say something and like obviously you know the writer in 2016 was way more opinionated and more you know incorrect with a lot of what he was saying and it made konami look a lot worse i think kahanam did a good enough job where people actually believed that oh this is something that like konami would put out however it's not konami um you can put some stake in it like who knows maybe the konami editor had some approval but i don't think the editor knows what yugioh is um so there was that um yeah like onto the event itself um very standard 
surprisingly a lot more people than we could have anticipated. Um, I think a lot of people did enter for the uh, participation pricing, which you know, all you had to do was, was it enter. more people? And it was only like it was like it was like, it was like five something, I, but like I, I think that's a lot for America. I was sure. I was one of them. I just entered and someone uh, one of the judges messaged me around three. He was like, "Are you playing? You're not showing up." And I'm like, "No, nah, I just wanted the stuff. It was free." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, like they even made a point to uh, announce that on the Konami thing. It's just like you do. It's just like there is no minimum participation requirement for these entry prizes. Like I actually prizes. got a personalized email from them saying, "Hey Jeff, we didn't. We saw I, that you I didn't also, sign up I also yet." Got that. And was like, hey, would you like to sign up? It's free. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything. I was like, you know what? All right, sure, whatever. I mean, I got to pay anything. You especially, right? Because Yeah, for me anyway, yeah. Yeah. But part of me makes me wonder if they're just, like, you know, using that method to pad the numbers to justify remote dual existing. Um, but, you know, that's that's a different story, and it might get me in some hot water if I do bring it up. Um, but, yeah, so, like, looking at the Swiss rounds, I don't think you saw too much. Uh, like, they had, they had the written co- uh, coverage. Nothing seemed to stand out um, until we get into top 32 as a tradition. You know, you had your rogue strategies, which is like whatever. I think top 32 ended up being, you know, a pretty reasonable amount of tier as to be expected. And then you, you know the breakdown for that? I'll, I'll, pull I don't. I'll pull it up right now. I'll pull up the breakdown right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I don't know the exact breakdown, but I was going to just base it off the top four, which was literally just two flunderies versus two Terrellement on, you know, both <laughs> sides of the bracket. Flunderies yeah. versus flunderies, and then Terrellement versus Terrellement. Um, continue. I'll, I'll, I'll find that for you in a second. Oh, okay, good. No, you're yeah. all good. Um, yeah, so, like, uh, the Runic versions, I think we saw Naturia, um, which, from my experience, that deck doesn't really have a win condition, um, and I don't think it's good enough to play in a tournament uh, with an actual time limit, because you can't close the game, um, and, you know, like, I, I guess, like, your old win condition is, like, the Runic cards, where you are able to deck your opponent out. Um, on the other end, I saw a lot of buzz behind the uh, the new Mystic Mind deck, quote unquote, and it was just like rune stuff with like Messenger of Peace and shit like that, which I th- that, I think is probably is that a like, real thing. Yeah, yeah, like they they like flood you what? and have like Messenger. Yeah. Um. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I had an opponent you, in like, Master Duel so you... play play Messenger of Peace against me. That confused me a little bit. He was yeah. playing a rune. So deck. like like they they just play like protect like Majesty's Fiend like they were doing before. Um, but, like, obviously with the Mystic Man, it becomes a bit more difficult, so, like, they're just sticking cards like Messenger and then trading with the Runic cards and then drawing the cards. Um, okay. And hopefully you have this, like, little war back and forth where, like, you're milling enough cards from your opponent's deck or banishing them. Um, and I if have the breakdown. Element and then milling cards as well, then, yeah. So, like, the, the, it's, like, a rogue strategy. I think it's, like, not incredibly viable, um, but if you verse to element opponents who don't respect like back row decks, so like there's some people who aren't siding stuff like twin, um, that becomes like a, a big deal because uh, people are more going towards like Zombie World and Banshee uh, covering Flunderies because they don't anticipate any other, you know, like rogue strat. So like you have to put yourself on drawing the field spell, being able to resolve like a shuffler or something, and like <laughs> Runic has an MST. I don't know, man. Like it. It just seems kind of wishful sometimes uh, in that matchup. So, but I, I think once you know it exists and you know how to play against it, it becomes a lot easier. Yeah, so I it's think it's also like into... a lot of people weren't playing back row removal, and like now mm. that a deck like this is top, they will. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely for the breakdown. Uh, what did you? What did yeah, we have eighteen oh, tier element, uh, mostly bestial, but a couple just pure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually pretty evenly split, honestly, between bestial and not. There's. Maybe a little bit more leaning bestial, but there are like five or six yeah. pure. 
Um, five Sprite, again, mostly Vistral. I think actually only, I don't think any Sprite topped without Vistral's mm. list that I see. Um, and then five Flunderies, three Runic, uh, two being a pure Runic deck, like the one you described, and one being a Nateria Runic, and then one oh, Exosister. Three. Okay, I... yeah. okay. Well, it was think... two, it was two of like the control deck, and then one Nateria deck. Yeah, which yeah, is very yeah. different. Oh no, like uh, yeah, I because I, I saw I think they mentioned like two people. They only really talked about one of the uh, the control versions. Yeah, so that, that's interesting. Well, two that's of them like, are just listed as pretty... runic, so maybe I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, but I two of them just say runic, and one says Naturia runic. Yeah, yeah. And I've actually seen his deck. And I know he was playing, you know, yeah, heavy yeah. Naturia deck. But um, yeah, so, so I, I think it's expected, right? Like like this breakdown doesn't seem too far off. We're seeing we tier lose before. ground, which I guess yeah. makes sense because now it's like. It's weird, like as as the format goes on, and then when is that related keeps to winning. More than oh, anything. that's a good point. You're that is. A good I, point. I think that was a that was a big deterrent because like you saw, uh, Dominic Couch, and he was very vocal about it. He's like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to resolve my tier cards on remote duel. Um, it's just gonna be you know like a, a headache. So he's stuck with flunderies. You that's know, a good it's point. Easy, it's concise, yeah. So like that could have been a factor. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it might just be like an arbitrary reason. But I, yeah. I, I do agree. I do, I do think you see a lot of people, especially at like the tail end of a format like this, right? There's no event uh, for North America until uh, YCS Vegas or like YCS Mexico, if you consider that to be part of North America. But um, yeah, so like, <laughs> what what, okay. what else are you... Yeah. No, I... I <laughs> you know what I mean. Anyways. Um, so yeah, like, if you have the tier cards, uh, what what are you playing? And there is probably a greater chance that maybe the tier cards get hit with some, you know, people anticipating a Forbidden Limited list. We saw the field spell go down in price significantly. We saw these big shifts in, in, in value, right? And with the um, OCG ban list, which we'll get into more, you know, after, uh, we saw a lot of changes there. And I think people maybe uh, anticipate that a lot of hits will happen. So maybe they're just going for a more budget alternative, not using the tier deck. Maybe, like, they have the competitive spirit, but again, it's one, it's remote, two, it's, you know, uh, close enough to Christmas and like cards are expensive. Maybe you just play Flunderies instead of playing Element or something. So I don't think we got an actual um, like round one post decklist submission breakdown. So it'd be yeah. interesting to see what the conversion looked like. Because um, we've seen some very huge conversions people before, didn't right? Play, right? Like yeah, enough people like that's... didn't play that it's whatever. Well, like... if, you, if you really look at it, I think this had... Uh, even after people who dropped like round one, round two, uh, yeah, I, I think it still had more, if not more, or the same amount of people as some of the uh, the Central and South American YCSs that we had this season, in like the four hundred range. Because I was I was still seeing like table two something playing like round three. You know what I mean? Like with people on there, not like no show, no show. Um, so yeah, like I don't know. It, it, like obviously. Uh, remote duel to me will always have a check mark because I feel like there's a lot of factors around it where it doesn't feel like real Yu-Gi-Oh. However, I feel like the, the number's still significant enough where you still have to take the results into consideration. Um, but you sort of, you know, have to use better judgment when determining how you uh, interpret these results yeah. more more than anything. Um, I think what I... The last thing I kind of, I kind of want to talk about um, about the remote event is... Uh, now, in the last two events, we saw Jesse win Costa Rica with, mm -hmm. you know, seven Bistrals in the main, 
Um, mm-hmm. All of the Ishizu cards. Granted, that was technically last format, so he also had three orange lights, but, you know, whatever. Um, that's the only thing that really changed in his deck. And then we had uh, Christian Urena win the remote event with no Bishols, and instead opting for um, the more of, like, the power spell cards, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so no hand traps uh, other than... I guess Havnus and Kalbeck technically are hand traps, and then the one orange light. And I think it's an interesting, like, the two very interesting ways to go about uh, playing the mirror, right? Where they both have now moved back to three Agito, right? Like, the mm-hmm. two winning lists have moved back to three Agito, which we saw that card being cut uh, or fall a little bit out of favor previously uh, because the. Thought process was, well, if I mill my opponent, then they'll trigger their tier effects, and yeah. then it doesn't really matter. Uh, now, we're, we're seeing more people not playing tier element uh, than we were before, so arguably just milling is better because, you know, 30% of the time your opponent isn't playing tier, and you just win because you milled them. Um, mm. And then, when you have these cards like Bishols, or you have Talents, or Super Poly, I think you can much more freely mill them, because then you can just benefit... From them triggering their effects anyway right like if you agito and you mill yeah. both of us five and then you know your opponent mills like a murley you have talents like you don't care if they get a take the kit you know or like you get bishol just take yeah. the bishol make a beatrice it's like like in in concept it's like uh you saw some of the list prior with morbius seals sort of playing to the field of like the mirror match is the only matchup i'm meant to worry about mm-hmm. but we're seeing a lot of these rogue strategies sort of uh, pull up a little bit where you can still drop a significant amount of games to them just based on how they're building their deck to counter a Shizu tier. Um, and we used, what do we used to call them? We used to call them like suicide bomber strategies, right? Like this might fire yeah. something or no. Uh, but um, yeah, like that was the big thing, right? Like they're decks that can never truly win the tournament, but we're seeing them win the tournament. You know, we've seen, you, you could argue that uh, like Ray Die winning with the Exorcist strategy is sort of like a similar concept. But um, like, you ne- like you would always just be scared of those sort of decks more in the sense that like you can't truly counter them and you have to sort of find like in engine right I-, I i think christian's list did a good enough job at doing that anticipating that all these rogue decks are countering tier a lot more than they would before however he found that nice mid-level where it's just like this is a deck that i would look at and say this will top a tournament right you know like like if you all the stars align and you're not versing a crazy amount of a shizu tier uh, but you're anticipating a lot of rogue in Swiss, this will top the tournament. And then when you make top cut, obviously you have to navigate, you know, more mirror matches, still enough rogue and stuff like that. But like, it's less rounds, I guess, than you would play in like a 10 or 11 round, you know, Swiss event. So when you get into top cut, you're just playing like your top 32, you just have to play like one, two or three tiers, maybe. If you verse all four, then like, you can still win just by being the better player in the mirror match enough of the time. I don't think this deals is a make or break. So, so I think it's just he... like... Sorry, I'm looking at the. Uh, really I'm looking at his matchups. He played in his five rounds of top cut. He played two flunder, a sprite, and two tier. Yeah, so so that's well, like, did he post his Swiss breakdown as well? Uh, I no, I don't think so. Okay. I just checked his top yeah. cut breakdown just from the pairings. <laughs> oh, but, oh, yeah. okay, okay, no, that's good. That was nice and quick. Good, good stuff, right? But yeah, so like, I think that's that's something to like consider. Um, same same thing as like modern Yu Gi Oh in general, right? Where a lot of the the medicals that you make are dictated by what you play against in an event. Like you could burst like the wrong half of the field and just get absolutely destroyed. 
You know, like if you played eleven rounds of uh, Flunderies matchups and you're playing like tier with Bestials in it, I think you will lose game one more often than not. You know, but like on the other hand, you could just verse eleven rounds of Shizu tier. So uh, I don't yeah. know. So, it's just find, finding that level of balance that, that becomes really difficult in a format like this. That's an issue that I think comes up more in much, much wider formats. Mm-hmm. Like, I I really like formats like... Uh, I still think my actual favorite format recently was, honestly, the Darkwing Blast meta because I felt like Sprite and Tear were both pretty equal in power level, or at least very, very close, right? Now... I think if you want to beat tier as a sprite deck, you have to play like the higher variants, like cheese cards, kind of. And that's less fun, I think. And it's less interesting, like, you know, gameplay wise, when when you look at your deck and you're like, well, if I'm gonna beat them, I have to do like stupid things like Gamma Burst or uh the new like mosquito card. It's like Sprite can't win an right. honest game anymore, right? Yeah, like <laughs> if if you were to like if like in the Darkwing Blast format, if I were to go up to someone and say, Oh, what'd you like what's your record? Like, oh X one, like, oh what'd you lose? You lost a sprite. I'd be like, Okay, that's fine. But if like right now if someone told me they lost a sprite with full power tier like this, I would sigh them like, All right, we're okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like you, you, you know what's happening. Like when someone says they lost a sprite, and yeah. they're playing a Shizu tier. Like the, it's just so swingy, and I, I feel like it's literally just there to like cheese out a victory, which is fine. Like that's just how Yu-Gi-Oh is meant to play out yeah. a lot of the time. Like especially with like the the current power creep. Like, I'm not gonna fault someone for playing a deck like that, you know, because like a Shizu tier is quite you know difficult, and that's not to slight my you know the people playing like sprite. Like I have friends, I told them like, hey, you should play these decks. You will have a lot more fun than sitting there crunching the numbers and racking your brain and remembering I mean, like all these micro interactions the thing is like the sprite cards are still very strong it's just yeah, that yeah. it's just that the ishizu cards are ridiculous right yes. <laughs> like like it's not like like it's not like ah oh, sprite's terrible and has to get lucky it's just like sprite is like arguably the second strongest deck we've ever seen printed yeah unlucky the strongest deck we've ever seen printed came out right next to it you well, know, it's more, like, I think everything has to find, like, these weird alt-win cons that just don't really lead to conducive gameplay. And by design, I I don't think it's necessarily, like, the sprite player's problem. Like, it's more the Ashizu tier deck being so ignorant that you have to counter it with additional levels of ignorance, Oh, right? no, I, so, I agree with you, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I, um, I've just, I guess more so I was saying, like, uh, as far as the building your deck to beat specific decks i Mm. think what what you're talking about is definitely still relevant like it's definitely possible mainly because decks like ishizu tier and decks like flunder are countered by Mm. the complete opposite cards that it can be frustrating to build a deck in a format like this um and i guess like i still think it's more frustrating when there are like 10 decks and there's just nothing you can do from a deck building perspective to really have like an edge game one when they're when like uh i still think like um the nawcq format of this year was it was a field that was so open i'm pretty sure in the 11 rounds i played like seven different decks and it was just like i I don't know what I just I just gave up and just played a floodgate eldritch deck like that would just because I decided well if I can't figure out what to side or man in any of these for in any of these you know uh, in this event surely my opponents won't be able to either and they didn't and just you know they couldn't beat my floodgate deck 
it's it's just like when it's so wide it's just nearly impossible to be able to hit everything effectively and then your losses will be more dictated by your matchups and less by like how you actually play which i think can be frustrating and now i think like i would still say i don't know how i feel about the development of like the runic deck or like not the development of it but i don't know how i feel about how that deck this event because i feel like does that mean that you have to adjust like surely you don't adjust your main deck but maybe you adjust your side deck i i, I don't think you're meant to adjust your main deck mm-hmm. um because i think your game one is still like winnable by technical play like the field spell is so powerful into decks like that which makes it like a little bit more reasonable obviously there's like a, a bit of a, a like a time uh sorry like a clock behind like you having the field spell and using it efficiently to like trade cards and and get the value off it like obviously it'll trade like uh it'll trade like a like a hugin or something more often than not when you're trying to pop them out and and like they could just have like tip to get the mst and like nothing matters i wonder if there's consideration Um, to play a 1400 attack rank four so you can just zeus them like is that real to get under messenger of peace like is that that's very that's very funny. Is is that uh, real? I'm gonna just do a quick sweep of of rank four sport uh, to hundred, but you uh you keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it, I I don't think I've I've you know considered it. Uh, I feel like I would <laughs> I would probably just try and pop it. Like I I yeah, think that's that's a deck that would that would try and win the game one relatively quickly. Uh, with cards like Majesty's Fiend, like you know what I mean. If you get that that far, I think uh, there's a lot more happening where like you could probably do other stuff right like you could just exiton knight your opponent instead of oh that's like, that's much more reasonable yeah. you definitely play exiton yeah. instead of instead of what i said for sure yeah okay. you're right <laughs> i mean i guess ptolemyus technically if you slotted that in can just attack actually but you probably aren't yeah. playing that you're probably playing dweller as we talked about also, last week well, also dugaris which is actually oh name. dugaris is also you're right yeah it's, it's zero, 12 yeah. it's 1200 is it 12 yeah it's well, 1200 what am i thinking of that has zero you're thinking of rhapsody anyway Probably. Yeah, uh, you know what? That makes sense. Actually, they, they're all very similar to me. If you look at Rhapsody and Dugaris, you can't fault me. Um, <laughs> but to touch on the topic of Ryan saying uh, wider formats, you know, being a little bit more you know, difficult with stuff like that, I, I think the widest format that I'm looking at currently, uh, which, which happened, what, uh, like five-ish days, four or five-ish days ago, um, is the OCG, what they like to call it, the limit regulations for January 1st. <laughs> uh yeah uh, so, yeah let's i guess let's, that's a good transition let's get that up. yeah i'm just gonna yeah. run through the list just so um, j- just just a clarification though in in ocg right similar to where we're at now they they have hit tier so significantly time after time and by significantly i mean it, it arguably done nothing uh and tier has just been the top deck uh since you know god knows what since ishizu came out because sprite was yeah. a little bit ahead of it and then ishizu came out and then tier has just run away with it since then no well, matter what I, I think first, first, uh, power of the elements, and I think there was like a little, there was like maybe no, no, because the Shizu came out before Dabble in OCG. Yes, so I think maybe post power of the elements format in OCG, you did see uh this like power struggle initially because I think people really didn't understand how tier was meant to function in Japan, and then obviously as more and more powerful cards came out and there was like more synergy behind like uh, the Shizu stuff, tier was just taking the commanding lead. Um, yeah, so like they would just hit it incrementally and more more tier stuff would come out you know we have uh development kashtira stuff and it's just like oh well tier's the best deck and finally konami decided to salt the earth Here we <laughs> are literally salt the earth okay so yeah. mm-hmm. going so instead effect- of going through all of them for 
and just then going back. The I think we should do them one at a time. Yeah, I'm down, I'm down. Yeah, so we'll just go through them one at a time and talk about them. Yeah. Sure, okay, that's fair. Um, so, Kick Hollows. I guess, let's group all of the Trellman hits in, in a yeah, row. Yeah, yeah. So, Kick Hollows, banned, zero copies. Uh, mm-hmm. Sheeran, limited, and Rhino Heart, limited. Um, they, um, they already had Havnus, And they no, already had Havnus to There's two. another one. There's another it, it, one? Pri- yeah, uh, it's the oh no no the prime planet is the other is the Kashira one never mind the okay, yeah. one. but they, they they had planet at one in Japan as well but yeah right? planet so, was already at one they, they were, so basically they put every tier card to other one Merle. except Merle <laughs> which is incredibly funny it, which is crazy because the TCG sentiment from what a lot of us have said and a lot of us a lot of people have agreed you know is just what if you just ban Merle or you put even yeah. putting Merle to one. That would instead, shift quite a lot, instead right? Instead, they did the opposite <laughs> and hit yes. every other card. <laughs> Literally insane that they like TCG isn't playing like OCG has Maxi and they decide to put Rhino Heart to one. TCG doesn't have Maxi. We don't play three Rhino Heart. You know, like that's yeah. arguably one of one of the more like brickier sort of tier cards with like less application. Like normal summon Merle to try and hit a Shuffler is just so huge. And it it still baffles me, but I, I guess like when you hit every other like tier card, Merle just doesn't matter, right? Like who who gives a shit? Yeah. So one other card I want to group into these, which is hilarious, oh, is goods? the semi limited <laughs> yeah semi limitation <laughs> yeah. of foolish burial goods, which saw no other play outside of the tier deck, and that's because they limited their field spell to one, and it's mm-hmm. almost just like they looked at. What is the Chirilman deck playing? Oh, it, this card's in it, so let's just hit it. Like not even like realizing that it is just completely inconsequential. It's, it was never going to see play outside of the deck anyway. Um, oh, once we get to the semi-limited list, yeah. you'll hear a lot of us it's... yelling because I I don't think a lot of these cards need to be at two. It makes zero sense, but uh, yeah. we, no, we know yeah. Japan. Japan loves putting cards. To they two. do love putting cards. Japan to loves it, they they call, it's like the the litmus test. It's like the teaser. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, well like do this and see what happens. It's like, oh, you know, they check the pregnancy test and uh, there's a baby, uh, put it to three. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's just ridiculous to think about. Or like hey. nothing happens and it sits at two for the next like 17 years because they forgot it yeah. exists. Italy still at two in Japan. <laughs> it's been at two in Japan for like for like seven years or something. Like, like some ridiculous, <laughs> like some just ridiculous <laughs> amount of time. Oh, well. So this is something that we talked about briefly before the podcast started, but uh, I feel fairly confident in saying that if all you did, even if all the other cheer cards were at three, was ban Kikolos, I mm-hmm. think the deck ceases to function. Yeah. I, I, well, like, I what, don't... what else are you doing? Japan doesn't have Garura currently. Maybe oh, they're that's a huge... That, oh, I yeah, didn't even so think about maybe, that. Maybe, maybe they're have... just like, oh, oh Garura comes out and this deck is actually viable in some form. Like, maybe well, they're just they're leading so towards the, the, something the, like the that. The thing is, well. when you say, like, viable in some form... I don't even think that's that's true. Because what are you doing in your turn? Well, you always have to use kit to facilitate oh. your plays to grab no, an no, extender no. Jeff, and mill five. I agree. More. I agree. I'm saying Japan probably looked at all of the tier cards and looked at kit. The logical person would be like, "Yes, you ban kit. This makes a world of sense because all the other tier cards aren't, you know, doing as much. Everything else is like less fluid, and you have to make a bunch of like the more." Not expensive fusions early, but like the more inefficient fusions early. So like a lot of your free cards don't necessarily end up being free. Um, so Japan maybe said, "Oh, well, we have you know our extra pack or world premiere pack, whatever they like to call it now." 
coming out for 2023 will have Garura coming out. It's like, okay, that could be the kit replacement. I don't know if that like, comes out for them for like, all, for like, yeah, that's like in the summer. Yeah. Oh, well, still. <laughs> um, but like, you, know, you know, like maybe that, that's what they're just like looking. They're looking at all the tickets. They're like, oh, like let, let's just like. I think that they just look at and they just say we don't want people to play this deck anymore, yeah. and they just. Yeah. I I don't think that they even have a sense enough to think all we have to do is ban kit and that's it they just want to make sure mm -hmm. that no one even tries which which in their defense i will say if they truly want your elements to just fall off the face of the earth this is the way to do this it. is the way to do it I, i'm yeah. like you know i am a-okay with them deciding we want this deck gone and just burning it to the ground you know, like I'm okay yeah. with that. I think we saw a similar thing happen in the TCG with with Necroz, where we saw Shurit get banned and Brio go to one and Unicor go to one in the same list. And it's like yeah, and the deck was on you really need to do all <laughs> all of that? <laughs> like probably yeah. not. You know, but yeah. Uh that leads me to my, my next sentiment uh -huh. where it, 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 when it comes to we think that probably January uh, when we get another list do you would you rather see something like this where they just make it you can't play this anymore or do you think that if someone in Konami is listening to this where do you think it should fall hit all these things or just ban kit close because I'm under the just ban kit close team well now that I know they're not opposed to doing it uh, you know, given like the whole bureaucratic red tape associated with you know Konami USA versus Konami Japan, etc. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to just banning Kickalos. I don't like think now that you've seen Japan just ban it. it. So like, yeah, yeah. Like, I did not sure. think they would ban Kickalos. I thought I, yeah, it would just be like limit, uh, limit, everything limit each of the main deck monsters to one. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Me too. I, I think for TCG, um, even if you ban Kickalos, uh, and then with the additional support coming out, I think there's still some viability in, um, like, the Element splash builds. Whereas, like, you can just use the tier cards as, like, a, like a residual sort of engine, where you just get to, like, generate cool cards. Like, maybe you can play some tier stuff in, like, your Dark World strategy or something dumb. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think if they do anything... To completely Are you eliminate saying that, that as a bad thing, or saying that no, no, I, a... I think I think it's I think it's like I think it's fine to have like the other tier cards exist. I it right. wouldn't surprise me if they decided to put a bunch of them to one. In which case, like, all right, like you just have another deck that just splashes tier, but they get to play okay. kick pillars, which is the best one. The more I, I think know. about it, I think if if you take the deck as it is in the TCG, which is currently has no hits to the Trailman engine whatsoever. If you just mm. ban Kikolos and have no other changes, I don't think like a pure Trellement deck is great, but I think like a tier sprite deck is just like very, very reasonable. Like you're just making Garuda, yeah. as you mentioned, yeah. and then you you Ishizu mill both players and you go into dark and maybe you make Mud Dragon and you can Mud Dragon any you know, Mud Dragon can turn into any attribute you want. You can take anything from their graveyard, make a charmer. You can go into Elf and Sprint, and then you can just do that. And I think like that's well, still very efficient. Point. I mean, I think you're just. I think you're still no, I, probably I, setting I, up I, I, like Kaleido no, Heart and everything else. I get what, no, I, I get what you're saying. I, I think there's no rule callers, I, I guess. 
That's definitely. Yeah. I well, so I, I think I think as long as well that that's the other funny one, right? Because it's invalid. Even the king of the swamp, but whatever. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so like I, I I think if you're banning Kit, you see a lot of cards. I think you see Merle lose a lot of value in terms of playability, and the only cards that seem like they would actually have some place in some of these decks would be like stuff like Shiren. Um, and obviously the field spell, right? Because like just because of like the power level of the field spell, and Shiren is just like uh, a, a free card, you know, most of the time, so it, it's, it's functioning quite well. So if Kid um, is banned, can Rhino Heart just on its own make anything? I don't think uh, so. No, it cannot. Right? It, it cannot. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't think about that. Wow, that's a because Rhino Heart's a water, so you can't make Garuda with it. So mm -hmm. just plan it for Rhino Heart. Send it here on its own. Does, doesn't do anything. Does nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, yeah. I don't think there's any fusion like, monster I, in the I whole think, game you can make. I, I, I think it depends on, like, what perspective TCG wants to see the metagame, like, shift in. It's like, do you want to see more of these, like, graveyard-based strategies? Or do you want, like, something a little bit more conducive to gameplay? Like, I, I think adding, uh, getting rid of Kit and still having, like, a lot of the cards that we have now won't really, like, aid the problem. Like, if you still have, obviously, like, there's other factors that have to be at play. Where it's like, you have to hit the Ashizu stun. I think you still have to preemptively maybe hit some of the sprite stuff as well. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if they just decide to do something like, oh, we'll put Nimble Beaver to, like, one. Something <laughs> that would be crazy. You know what I mean? like, something, something that would make the sprite deck like really that. bad, actually. Yeah, yeah. If they, if no, they put Beaver to like one, that. the sprite would be terrible. I, I imagine they would do take a similar route to what Japan did, and they limited the one sprite to one. They limited the, jets, uh, I think. Jets, yes, yeah. Uh, Do you think it's, uh, it's not a secret a rare? Um, so it's pretty I'm easy. I'm actually to gonna check. Is that yeah. the only hit that Japan had to sprite? That is the only hit they have for sprite. That's crazy. And like yeah, swap frog like, and toad. swap frog, yeah. yeah. Oh no, they banned toad and OCG, right? And they banned toad, yeah. Yeah, sorry, toad, yeah, not yeah. not uh, not not yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, so like we'll, oh no, we'll starters also at one. In, starters also at one in Japan. Oh, is it? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Starters at one and jets at one. Ew, that deck sucks. <laughs> Ew. So it's, it's, more, it's more like uh, we've seen all of like the other hits happen, right? So we saw the 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 last banlist that happened, uh, and do we think Konami has like well not not like the forethought, but like the uh, like the intuitive, you know, like this sort of like their eyes are on the metagame, and they know that if they ban Kit, there's just a whole wealth of other like very powerful decks just waiting. Right, but like some of them are actually just like equally as powerful as Tia, but like they they just miss that one little gap, you know. Like the the Ishizu stuff just tipped everything over the top. You still have all these like really ignorant meta viable decks. Some of them that are like kind of oppressive and and limiting for you know good gameplay. Do you think they have the foresight to hit those cards preemptively? Like, yes. do you think yes. if a, if a list comes out in January, do you think there is a world where they uh, decide to limit uh, Fenrir? You know, just being like, hey, no. like, do I don't think they're going to hit no. any Kashiras. I, yeah, I don't okay. think they hit those. Okay. But I, you think I, there's I, a possibility to that... hits? Yes. Uh, very much yeah. so. I, I definitely okay. think that, like, Jet or Starter could end up going to one. If, I, yeah. I personally think, and I wouldn't even hate this. So, what I like about Yu Gi Oh, generally speaking, is just I like playing new cards. I hate when the same, same. deck is good for too long. It's very, very rare. That I like a deck enough that I just like I, my favorite deck in the world. I'll get bored of it eventually, anyway. Yeah, right. No, so same. Yeah. I just love when cards rotate out, <laughs> which is 
if that's if that's how I feel, I should probably play any card game other than Yu-Gi-Oh where the cards actually rotate out, <laughs> you know, on like a very consistent schedule. But I digress. Um, so like, I I personally would prefer if if the hits of this list were Tear, Sprite, and Flunder. Flunder, I am so tired of that deck. Oh my god. Well, let's I move am on to the next so card tired then, because of that the, deck. the next card that's forbidden is Barrier Statue of the Stormwinds. And yeah, I, I think I think that is very acceptable. And yeah. I think that will end up being uh the only hit to this to that deck. I think it's uh, the only one you need. I think it's the only one you need. Yes. It, it's uh, so it, it's crazy. I having uh been talking to so Dom, like having talking to Couch a lot, and he loves his Flunder deck. Everyone shut the fuck up about it. Just so like, <laughs> um, but like, I've been watching my friends test Flunder because they don't want to play the Ishizu stuff. And at first we're like, oh yeah, Barry's like kind of just like not, it's like it's good, but it's not that good. You know, like the games that I'm losing aren't necessarily to Barry. There's like other factors at play, you know, there's like the sort of ignorant level to it of like the other Floodgates, Harpy's Featherstorm, stuff like that. I feel like Barry is like the, the card I can deal with a lot easier. But there's some situations where it's so oppressive where like you're only limited to your single normal summon. And it's like, uh, you have map and you have like the continuous tribute thing and you're just gonna tribute my guy and you have barrier and now I can't summon anymore. It's like that's where I think barrier just becomes really, really gross. Like it's just a card that shouldn't exist, regardless of like if you sit there and think, oh yeah, if my opponent summons barrier turn one. There's so many instances where that's incorrect, right? That's like the crazy part to me. It's like I think this card is just like it's I don't want I don't want to say like a I don't want to say an idiot card. Like it it's just a very silly card in both ways. If you play it properly, I think it's when it gets the most value, and it's just ridiculous and scary. And then when you play it ignorantly, you have to put your opponent on drawing the out to it, or just like knowing how to you know uh navigate all the flunderies cards so, like i'm very glad this card is just banned it's just like that one level of polarizing which is funny because it's just like the most generic card from like 2000 and fucking six, six like, yeah well yeah, it i just doesn't think, really do anything so you know? like so like flunder like the flunder cards aren't weak like if barrier statue of the Stormwinds is banned flunder isn't unplayable no it's I, just, I think that deck is still very play- it's just yeah, a like deck it's a deck that then now if barrier statue is banned flunder is a deck that is all interaction based and that is so much more interesting and you will still lose to them sometimes and that's fine a deck like i guess when i say that i hate playing against flunder not it's not it actually the flunder cards i actually think are somewhat interesting it's every stupid card they play around them it's barrier yes. statue it's shifter it's it's, shifter. it's it's uh feather storm it's all those cards are just yeah. like they just played them and I go, sure. Like, I guess it didn't matter what deck you were playing. Like, you flip Featherstorm, I look at my whole hand, I can't play any cards, and I'm yeah, like... Featherstorm is another just been... card where I the, uh... wish, I'd hope that... Like, maybe I would hope that, you know, if someone's listening out there, and that <laughs> card goes goes to one. Because even yes. putting it to two, you could have things trap like trick. Trap Tricks. Yeah. So... Don't, don't hit the actual Flunder engine. Just hit, like... I no, think it no, was insane I, I that they hit like to. they hit like map in Japan. I'm like that is so irrelevant. Like just hit <laughs> just hit statue. It's, it's funny funny to note you bring up like shifter and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of the time when we look at like a, a format like this, where obviously tier is like tier zero, right? Um, and then we we look at every other card that sort of counters it, and we we see people's like, oh yeah, you just have to have shifter. You have to have shifter. It's like, well, 
we we didn't look at like anything as like oh flunderese is the best deck it's like what's the best shifter deck more than anything going into yeah. this format and it's like yeah it's flunderese like what's what's the best ignorant deck oh it's flunderese like every other yeah. every other deck sort of just like doesn't mesh too well with a card like like shifter but oh flunderese already played it like no other deck plays with just one card really so yeah pretty much um, but so another funny thing that I want to bring up uh, with this barrier statue thing, right? Do you think they decided to ban it now because they decided to limit Kashira Unicorn? Because that is something that does. <laughs> that and, no, like, like this. This is a legitimate thing in, no, in Japan. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. When they when they set up like field spell barrier whatever, um, obviously like being limited by your normal summon is like really really annoying. But Unicorn is a wind, and it special summons itself for free into a banner. And Churchill, and I think by, that's like by, by very, planet. very. So there are yeah, seven, yeah, yeah. There are seven ways to get it. Yeah, I think that's like really, really relevant. Um, and it might be something that we have to consider. Uh, in terms of like what they might do, like maybe that's something Konami was thinking about. Maybe it's just something they didn't consider entirely. But it is interesting to see Unicorn go to one, and the barrier statue finally getting banned. Yeah. Well, I think it has to do with more of what we talked about one one time was they were using the level sevens to bring out barrier statue from deck recently. Yeah, that's true. Remember? Too. Well, not uh, it, like that one. That one sort of fell off. Yeah, but it, it still, it but it's matter. there. They, they, but it's I, there. I, I know. I I know. I know. Like that's that one. That one's also an issue. Um. Yeah, I think that 100 percent is what they saw. I don't think they would go that yeah, far. So, yeah, oh, we're limiting unicorn to one. That's a barrier yeah. statue out. Well, I think they saw. Oh crap! Another deck that's not a third deck. A third yeah, deck yeah, yeah. is summoning this specific barrier statue. <laughs> Maybe it's time we get rid of it. Yeah, like we've had three now. This is a little. This is a little getting a little ridiculous. I was I was gonna talk about stuff like like Book of Eclipse and all the other outs they play, but you know it's whatever. Like it's the same thing. You have to draw all those cards, right? Like who gives a shit? Yeah, sure. I, I, agree. <laughs> I agree. You have yeah. to draw all of these cards. Nothing matters. This card shouldn't exist. I, I can't I can't fight that. <laughs> I just I don't think the argument of there's an out to bury So what I also hate about like so it's Again, it's the combination of all of these cards. Is like you look at a card like Barrier Statue and you're like, okay, well you just like well, you know, everyone's already playing these other cards that out monsters. It's like, oh, well, just droplet it. It's like, well, you can't droplet it if they have shifter. And it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just another layer of just like, of just like, well, okay, then I guess I have to have Dark Ruler. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to Dark Ruler you. Oh, you chain Feather Storm. Okay, I pass my turn anyway. It, it's just, you know what I mean? It's just like, just if yeah, Flunder draws like perfect, nothing yeah. can beat it. But if they don't draw perfect, they're not good. And it's just a very oh, well, frustrating I, I think, deck to I think play even against. Even without drawing the non-engine cards, I think like Flunder Engine on its own utilizes barrier statues so efficiently. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I agree. Well, something I, else I think about, it does quite a lot. Something else about uh, Japan specifically, which is not relevant here, but regarding them, is that we talked about uh, that having these non-engine cards to, to out their uh, barrier statue. And we saw that in Japan, a lot of people are using book of eclipse that i mentioned to Bowden like a couple weeks ago i was like do you do you know why they use book of eclipse and not something like regeki or dark ruler more often and he's like no i'm like it's because they have three of the trap that looks at your opponent's hand for it for team mm -hmm. test light points oh a pointer yeah point three a pointer so if you get a pointered and your drop is you can chain book of eclipse but you can't chain regeki or dark yeah. ruler yeah so, so um which is also 
like a reason why you would have to use those cards. And it's just another really, really dumb card. I think a pointer is a really dumb card too. So yeah, oh, I'm glad teases you decided to put it to one. I wish yeah, they would have just banned like, it. I don't know why they put it to one, yeah. but still, well, I'd, I'd rather it be at one than any other number. I guess uh, like I'd rather them have one than six. I'd preferably they'd have zero, but yes, I understand. So um, let's move on to the limited, uh, the very first yeah. card, which is probably pretty. Pretty significant, I think. Yeah. yeah. Ancient Fairy Dragon. It did receive an errata. So the errata is hard once per turn for both effects. And it can only search a field spell of a different name from the one it destroys. I personally think this is like... Okay, I guess before I get too, 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 too far into it, how, how do you guys feel in general about erratas? I think for the most part... They're not handled that well, but I think this is handled extremely well. I would say this is handled on par with like Brionic. I think the errata yeah. to Brionic absolutely kept the spirit of the card. It You can still use Brionic functionally identically to how you did back then, like 90% of the time, just the 10% degenerate loops you can't do anymore. And I think that is a perfect way to errata a card like Brionic and and make it have its intended function you know just they didn't think about how they ordered it uh, when they printed it and this so i just, feel just is the same way them, let's mm-hmm. go over the ancient fairy dragon errata uh real quick um so same as it was before uh you have to add a field spell with a different name yes. for its second effect uh mm-hmm. and it, it they are both hard once per time yes yes yeah okay yeah, that's really we, about we, it. That we, is, we already went over that is what it. I said. Oh, we did. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> that is what I said verbatim. <laughs> Anyways, okay, cool. so 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 basically, how, for my benefit. <laughs> yeah. So so how I feel about this in general is like now you can't do dumb things like again, chicken game is banned here, but in in, in OCG you can't like pop chicken game for chicken game or anything stupid like that, you know. But now you can use it for like ravine Destrudo stuff. Um, you can use yeah, it. And then get just, your Kashira engine yeah. online, or yeah. your, you know, your uh, <laughs> Kashira, sorry, like to relevant, but relevant. You though. can use it in uh, like a sort of off-meta deck to punish your opponent's field spells, which is interesting. As yeah. long as it's not the same name as the one that you're using. So like in a mirror, it's not great. Which I don't necessarily like that. I kind of like. I don't like how that application of it is gone. That it's not usable really in a mirror map. I mean, it is sort of like mm. because a lot of decks play two field spells, two different ones in Japan because there are so many different. There are so many different broken field spells that I'm sure you can just tech mm-hmm. one in that you want. So it's probably sort of on that set rotation so, level. Like if you opt to utilize something like that in your strat, it's probably just going to be something you're doing. Any, you're probably going to be playing set rotation yeah. anyway. Yeah. So regarding Ryan's first question about how we feel about erratas mm-hmm. i am all for them i i know there are a lot of people who are like vehemently against them mm-hmm. um but i am all for them i don't mind them at all um but i do agree that a lot of them are handled really poorly like the one that i will always go back to that i think was so stupid and it still makes me angry to this day was how they invented goyo guardian when the card wasn't even good oh, oh. Yeah. yeah that yes that was weird because it was already unlimited here and then it was yes. still banned in japan and it like was barely played and then they unbanned it in japan by rotting it that was a very bizarre case um yes yeah, that I one definitely is weird that one is really bizarre um yeah. unironically i think the firewall errata is actually kind of decent as well i think they did a really poor job at the initial erratas right like they they did a very good job of making a lot of cards unplayable that weren't playable because of power creep anyway right like if we look at the stuff like uh serpent 
Um, I guess Exchange of the Spirits is a weird one. Like that card just probably shouldn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> Exchange of the Spirit. Uh, we made that um, one better re- retroactively. What was another one? What was another one from like that that premium gold? That uh, um, I get crush card. Was it crush? Crush card oh, was uh, oh, actually yeah. a pretty decent imperial order. <laughs> imperial oh, order, yeah. yeah. That, that one, one got banned again. again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that one got banned a and second I, time. I guess they did like pe- they did Temple of the Kings, right? Uh, they eroded that. Yeah. Um. Also, yeah. what else have they read? Oh, like Grand Soil. That card was like that once per turn yeah. originally and now, and now it's per turn. i think that's a finer that's a perfectly finer yeah round. those ones are okay uh, uh, and then the only sagan like got a red and it's still pretty good now yeah that's true yeah yeah, yeah. yeah for sure yeah like singing and witch right they, they yes. both got the same yeah so. um, um and then like obviously I, you have like the neutering <laughs> of like the chaos emperor and stuff like that where it's just like yes we can't have this card exist you know chaos emperor's hot once per turn it's like oh you just need one turn literally rips every card it's like you had to make it as shitty as it is now yeah um and i'm really trying to think when it comes to like ancient fairy dragon words one thing i want to to point out is something that i think it would have been interesting maybe not so much anymore is how first of all this card is a level seven and one thing we saw with the Tyrlwitz deck was how it also used Kashtira, and some of them used multiple different field spells. Mm. One to search, one to search the Kashtira cards, and one to search the Tyrlwitz cards. So I think being able to like search, destroy one of them and search the other would be like pretty good. And mm. I think coming forward, if we get this card back like relatively soon, I don't know when. Um, I think there could be some like cool little hybrid oh. deck with all of the prime I'm planet cards. I'm putting a Destrudo in my Kostura tier deck for right, sure yeah. if this card comes back. 100,000%. Yes, like, absolutely. not even close. Yeah, that, so that's, that's, that's why I bring it up. So yeah. I think between that and I think also between the all the other planet cards um, that you might see this card played pretty heavily because um, Japan is getting another... Um, like prime planet based on star frost deck so i would uh, i would hit the tank with a card like destruder um obviously because we do have the bestials so like again we don't know if you know this is why they they do certain things like who knows they're just like hey like destruder is not that powerful now you can and i mentioned that it was also like level bestials. seven so it also you could like yeah. overlay it into one of your rank sevens yeah, for the, yeah. in the cashier deck but and i think speaking about the cashier deck they limited three cashier cards to one which are Fenrir, Unicorn, and the Prime Planet Parisos. Which we don't even um, have yet. But basically, we don't, we don't have that, it's yeah. just the tier element field spell, but for Kashtira. Just, you activate it, you get a Kashtira, and then when the deck fulfills what it wants to do, it also pops a card, just like yeah, the tier or, field spell. And I think they might gain attack, maybe they don't. I don't remember. They, do, they gain 100 attack for every different attribute mm. on the field. Nice. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think Fenrir was the makings of a card that had to be limited. Absolutely. Right? Like, I, it was just I, anticipated. But I didn't expect the other ones. Like, I did not expect like, these other collateral. ones uh, either. I was very surprised when I yeah. opened up Facebook and saw that all these cards were hits. And the only thing that I could think of is that they really just did not want people... Like, it's one of the things like, all right, we no one can play tier limits anymore. More people playing also besides that. They're playing the Kashira deck. Yeah. Well, then Kashira probably just comes the undisputed best deck. So what do we do? And Japan usually either severely under do, does things or completely goes overboard. Yeah. And I think that they took, they thought, oh, we're going overboard with tier limit. We might as well go overboard with this. I, um, 
So, I mean, I think are, they're possible. The Prime Planet is from the most recent set in Japan. Like, it's it's the yes. most... It's the current set. That card is limited. That's crazy to me. Um, And I think that also that their boss monster, uh, Arise Heart, is very oppressive. That card is so broken. Um, <laughs> that card yes. is so broken. <laughs> and I think that if they... If I was working on the game from their perspective i would look at this and think well this card is pretty oppressive and anything that comes out afterwards has to be able to compete with this if it can't it might not sell so when i look at the next set which is cyberstorm access what i've seen so far is that a lot of these cards are pretty either okay or underwhelming and i would be very concerned that people would not buy these cards uh knowing that they could just be playing the Kashira deck. So I think that's another thing mm -hmm. as well, where they put the power limit on Kashira, they lower the power limit on Kashira, so that they that, can sell uh, new cards. Yeah, well, like, well, it's funny because traditionally, uh, I think the slot where that Cy whatever the Cyberstorm, whatever the fuck it is, uh, yeah. the, the slot that that uh, usually has is, is the set we get before our WCQ season, right? Like, that's where it would be at. Yes, we, we it will be. January it'll start, be. So, yeah, be... Photon Hypernova is yeah. in in February, and yeah. then that'll be three months after that. So February, March, April, May. So that'll be around May. Yeah. We should get Cyberstorm. That should be that, that'll, that'll be like the pre set. pre WCQ set. And traditionally, those sets have been very very good, right? Like I, I'm pretty sure each one has been like ridiculously impactful you know on and off i'd argue Dipho uh, wasn't the greatest yeah uh, well, but... well uh, for, for other regions it was power yeah. of the element that's okay well that's <laughs> not the same at all but yes i know I, I i know i know like <laughs> different circumstances but yeah um so it, it, it would be weird in like a we've only seen world. like a third of cyberstorm yeah. access so the other I, I one did, i did see a list and it was just like 10 cards have been revealed or something right yeah, well, more than that. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Like, like 30 or something like that. Like yeah, no, no. It, it, it's like 30, 30 <laughs> out of like fine, that, the, the, the 80. So, yeah. Yeah, so like that, I, I, I guess like you sort of have to water everything down, make the new set relevant enough to sell going into that season because like there's a waltz again haha <laughs> surprise like you know you you have to buy this new set to compete even even like I, i'm trying to think of like the the absolute low end set of like a like a world season sort of uh sort of thing i feel like date like dane was relevant like all of them have just been real like flood has been relevant i, I just don't know like I, I have to dig deep you know into the into the trenches Souls to find was this probably set, but... the weakest one yeah I, yeah like that's, that's that's it, right? And whatever, like, yeah. like whatever the twenty sixteen set was. Go back to it. What was the yeah, what was the, the, the twenty sixteen oh, set? That was uh Shining that was Victories. Shib. Yeah, yeah. That, that set was pretty Shiba. bad. That set was pretty bad for the TCG, for for yeah. that context. Uh, so the next limited card we have is a, we got this. So this is surprising to me because it's Telonite Ptolemaeus, which we just got to three. Yeah, that is. No. Uh, so it's very strange to me that Japan would just put this to one. I think um, Japan just still has PTSD of how ridiculous that card was for them for that solid like you know chunk when it was be like able to make uh as a thought or it was able to do the infinity stuff you know like yeah. that that's just like they're probably just like oh someone will do something crazy like that again haha <laughs> it's like oh you're paying so no I, attention to TCG. so fine. I think it's more of just how Japan does things where I mm -hmm. rarely rarely see things go from like 
forbidden to three or one to three. So if even if you look at their semi their unlimited, all the cards that are on their unlimited list went from two to three. So I think they always just tend to go from like unlimited to one to two to three. Like I'm sure that and on the every, next list they get every single semi is from one to two. Every single one. And there yeah, are so, so I, I think oh, we'll, we'll just see we'll just see uh what's it called the Ptolemaeus go to two on their next list if it goes to three i'll be very mm -hmm. i mean i won't be that surprised because we have it at three but uh yeah looking at their stuff it's always like oh one to zero to one one to two two to three um so uh, not not surprising that they got this back we just got to three uh, but after that well, we have hold up so on the Ptolemaeus note if everything does you know get salted and you know the earth is bare maybe Ptolemaeus can shine and actually do something um, yeah anyway <laughs> yeah. No, next card Magnemite <laughs> uh I think we all saw this card getting limited eventually I yes. think basically yes. everyone does absolutely um this is less bestial support more dragon support and more dragon support and oppressive to light and dark strategies and, right and like this is a, a card that card. I think putting it at one ordinarily I'm very vehemently against putting cards at one I think they should mm -hmm. either be at three or zero this is a card that I think putting out one makes a lot of sense because in an actual bestial deck, you can search this with Lubellian. Yeah. And then you can loop it with regained. Yeah. You can do yeah. a bunch of stuff like with it. It, yeah. it, it actually it being at one is very crucial for for a bestial deck, which I think that deck is actually quite fun. I think the bestial mm -hmm. Lubellian is a very cool card. Yeah. Um, so but, like you you now still have the swing of like oh I drew it going second, right? And like I I think drawing drawing that card going second as like a point of interaction is big because it generates another card. It puts a twenty five on board, right? All the other bestials just put a guy on board. They might have an effect, but it's not really relevant compared to what Magnumut is doing, which mm -hmm. is just like generating an additional part of the follow up. Um, but now as you said in like a more traditional sense, like this is turning into a like an engine card more than anything, like you have more chance of drawing it I mean, well not sorry more chance of drawing like a lubellian either going first or going second and searching magnumet that way right so it's sort of like just slowing it down essentially like decreasing the chance of you drawing it yeah it um, makes it less splashable. On that note, I, I, yeah. I hate putting cards like that to one though right because i think there's still this big disparity when they're well, all light well, and dark well, no, I, no no i don't think you can say cards like that to one this is not a card that is like that to one because no other uh, card yeah i I, I i know what you mean but i i think it's still swingy enough when you are going second and you are resolving i don't think anybody's playing this card in their deck unless they're playing a yeah. bestial deck now is what i'm saying like i don't think I, a bestial or, engine or, yeah, is like right a thing yeah no, but that, that, that's what that's what like i i think when there are like a, like other light and dark decks and like bestial still exists i think magnumut is going to be one of those cards where like oh you drew the one magnumut and now it's generating like another like it's kind of oppressive in that sense but i i, I think like putting it to one is fine like i i agree with like it can't it can't disappear Right, but I, I think there is an issue where it's just like, oh, like you're drawing, like now I'm upset if my opponent draws the one copy of Magnumut. Right, it's at three. If they draw it and it's at one, and I'm playing a light or dark deck, right. Going I mean, that's how I feel about every card ever. I'm just saying specifically yeah. because this is a card that supports like a larger archetype. Mm. Putting it at one means you get rewarded for playing the actual but bestial archetype. You'll have access to it significantly more often. If you're yeah. just splashing a bestial deck, it's very unlikely you'll actually draw. If you're playing a full bestial package, then your opponent goes Lubellian for Magnuma. You go, ah, you know, like maybe that's what it turns into. Like maybe that's what you end up splashing against lighted dark decks now is like Lubellian yeah. gets splashed in to get the Magnuma and then you play some other stuff instead of just like three Magnuma, one Drew's Worm.
Okay, my deck is done. I got you. Uh, so the next card is Black Green Seed of the Cloak. We have this card as well. Halk uh, <laughs> is, is banned everywhere. So yeah. um, Even in international waters of Master Duel, it's banned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, then we have Change of Heart, which we also have. That's not surprising. Uh, the next thing, which... Uh, it, first of all, it was like, really? But then it goes back to the conversation we had about what do you play after tier limits are gone? And the next card that was limited was Branded Fusion. So originally, like I said, I was very confused by this, but I thought, oh, people would probably go to the Cashier deck, and then they probably thought, well, what if they don't play Cashier? And they're like, well, it's probably the Branded because Branded still has a shit ton of cards. Um, and got more cards. And got more cards, yes. Um, so they're like, okay, well, we don't want people to play Branded either. Because... <laughs> so let's put Branded Fusion to one. <laughs> I think Branded... So I think... You can still make a branded deck. And again, I will once again show my favorite card ever, Branded and High Spirits. I think when Photon Hypernova comes out, which Japan has obviously, and they get the Cartesia Fusion Monster. Now the Fusion yeah, Monster is, so good. is Cartesia plus a Light or Dark. Um, When that card comes out, and it has an effect that's like good if it's like in the graveyard, like it's just an insane card. Yeah. You can just play... So the issue with Branded and High Spirits, I think currently is you're either just summoning you're either just searching lubellion and then you're just cycling a card and that's fine that's like a fine like steady like mid-range card or you're just going combo 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 and you're searching Car cartesia and then the problem with cartesia is that's just like a brick in your deck because currently um because cartesia can only make level eight or higher level eight or higher is that right yes. yeah, level, yeah, yeah level eight or or higher uh fusions it can be kind of awkward in the Trailman deck. If, if if Cartesia could just make Kit Kalos, it would just be the best card ever. Like, you just probably play three. Like, it would actually just be the best card ever. Um, but when the, when the new Cartesia fusion comes out, it means you can actually just fuse Cartesia plus a tier, and it will trigger the tier, and you'll get your guy, and then you'll get your pretty good um, Cartesia fusion well monster also. And well, Japan, that only doesn't let you trigger a tier. It's effect when it someone lets you foolish burial a later dark monster. Yeah, like Lubellion, huh? yeah. <laughs> or Magnumut, I guess. Well, well I was going to say like another that. tier monster if you wanted to put. No, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's level yeah, six or yeah. higher, lighter dark. I'm pretty sure it can't. Set oh, a tier I, okay. I thought it was six or lower. Yeah, no, 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 no. I believe yeah, it's six it, or higher. I believe it's six or higher specifically, so you can't do that. <laughs> it, yeah, I just clicked on it. It is. I thought yeah. it was six or lower, but it's no. six or higher. But so I think you just send a Lubellion, Honestly, that's probably what they like want you to do. Anyway, so like that's a strong branded card. And you can, and the Cartesia Fusion Monster is a spellcaster, I believe, with Branded in, in High Spirit stats. So yes. you can trigger Shadals with it, which is very, very relevant. So Branded in High Spirits can discard a Shadal, send the Cartesia Fusion Monster, which has a good grave effect when it's in your graveyard. You just send it there for free. You search a Cartesia, and now you trigger your Shadal. And now your Cartesia is a way to fusion summon on both players' turns. And you can either make. Is Cart Cartesia's a light, yes? So you can make yes. Construct with the Cartesia, because Construct is level 8. Or you can use it to, you know, fuse something else. You can use, like, a Shadal and a, and, and the, and a different light and make something. Um, but you're, you're, you're probably just going to use itself and, uh, and a Shadal uh, to make a Construct and then just get going that way. And you can probably set up some really, really ignorant Schism Windus stuff. In fact, just yeah. by doing that, you can just send Schism with Construct, make Gravity Controller, and then get Schism. And 
Uh, I'm sure adding multiple branded fusions into that deck would just be a very, very frustrating experience. You could probably add public good judgment into that, honestly. And then when you're done, you just get a Jagan from your deck. Who knows? Like, that's not even terrible. I think that deck actually seems like if we get like a Salted Earth ban list like this, I think that will be the first deck I'll try to put together, honestly. Always same, because I love the branded cards. And yeah. I think that it, I think they sound extremely powerful with between the branded and the... Um, between the branded cards and the bestials and whatever else, I think there's a make. I mean, I already think like that deck was like pretty playable in the um, before the like the Mavens cards came out. Yeah, like I quite I quite liked it. Uh, yeah. But with Grand Grand Ganul, the final dragon, uh, with that card and a hefty forbidden list, I think mm. it would be like really crazy. Yeah, and Lava I think Ghoul, if branded fusion card. is at three um in 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 ocg now they've hit everything else i feel like that deck just gets even crazier right because there's another new albas fusion also which is yes. like a negate or so like it's just <laughs> yeah i just think if random fusions at three there it's probably even just even crazier like i think that deck is still probably good in japan i think there's still probably a way to build it um that's like pretty reasonable um but let's finish through everything then we can talk about what we think the decks there like might look like but i think that's why random fusion got got limited i think I think that deck sounds very, very strong. Yeah. Uh, so then that leads us into the semi-limiteds, which are, you know, you guys love talking and yelling about that, so I'll leave mm. it to you. So a bunch of cards went from one to two. I'm just going to quickly run through all of them uh, because I don't think any of them matter. Galatea went from one to two. I think they have one Harp Horror, so that deck is, like, maybe relevant with two Galatea, but such a bizarre thing, honestly. Swap Frog yeah. went from one to two. Weird. Uh, to uh, Toad is banned there, but Ronan Toten is not. So maybe they can do something with Spot Frog. Probably not, but maybe. Kagari went from limited to semi-limited. I think this one is very interesting. I think Sky Striker might be a, re a real deck in Japan now. So you limit Magnumut, right? Mm. And you got rid of, presumably, the best of Shizu deck. Sky Striker's getting more mm. support. And Even now you're giving them... Not that good but well yes. no it's getting more and more support like there's more yeah, that we yeah, don't know yeah, yeah. it's what, getting like what, it'll what's been, what's been announced so far has been it's not been that good average. i agree but yeah. there's but there's even more support coming and now you give them a second kagari i think the second kagari so i think uh so why a second kagari matters so much for them is they already have two engage and i believe they have three multi-role i don't think that matters that much but i believe they have three three multi-role let uh, me just confirm that okay. real quick they do. They have, they have three 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 multi roll. So they have three multi roll and they have two engage. Now they have two Kagari. So mm. I personally think, obviously, if you have one Kagari, that's infinitely better than having zero. But I think once you get a second Kagari, that's also very important. And I think it's pretty unlikely the game goes long enough you make the third one, to be honest. So I think having a, a second one is like the ideal point where like going from three to two is not that big of a loss like it, it's it's pretty negligible um, and once you have two i feel like you can get a lot of longevity from from this deck and it can just kind of do what it's trying to do especially now that you know like magnum it won't be bullying ray as much anymore yeah. your ray won't get shuffled back off of shizu this deck is getting is getting more support i think this definitely can be like a contender i think uh, maybe the Skystriker cards really have just gotten power crept, and I'm not thinking about it clearly, but I personally think with this change, they have a really good chance of being... Because every deck just got 
obliterated, right? Yeah, yeah. So I feel yeah, like I, it I has a reasonable it'll be, chance. It'll be quite urban initially, and then yeah. obviously we have the next set coming out. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see Sky Striker performing in OCG, and then like if the new support is good, then obviously there'll be a, a buff. Is from this? That. Could this be why Goods got semi limited? That would make that would make some sense, yeah, potentially, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, because they. So I don't know. If we, I had to walk away for a second, but uh, they still have like two is it what is limited there it's just it's just they have two engaged two kagari and they have three and they have one hornet drones everything else is a three yeah so i i, I mean i think they they love this deck so much. i know i know i think this deck is gonna be pretty good there like actually they just hit everything else and uh they just so also right going to two and then enchantress going to three griffin is banned however i have pretty long maintained uh, that it's definitely possible to just play like a link deck with the adventure cards without Griffin. Um, and I think it's like, can't you just, is there a way with just activating right is three spells, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so activating right is three spells. It's right. Faithful adventure and Draco back. Assuming the Faithful adventure eventually makes his way to your graveyard. Yeah, um, like just cold generates two spells. Yeah, on it is there a way to make the new Sky Striker? No, I don't think so. Link two yeah. needs a needs a dark and no, a need, light, needs or needs two darks both? or two lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you can turn Enchantress into Artemis, or you can just search Illegal Knight, but you can't turn the token into a light or dark. I guess there's no. There's no link one. Okay, whatever. But it's two lights or two darks. Not you can't do one in light. And oh, one really? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. two no, lights no, or two darks. No, no, I said is it? I, I oh, don't, I don't I, remember. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there was like some heavy restriction that made it a lot more awkward. Isn't it? Hold on, I'll find it. What's your name? Trigger. I don't know. This is important. <laughs> this is this definitely affects its playability significantly. Um. Where is this card? What is it called? Oh my god. I, I can't remember what it's called, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Azalea. Azalea. I wanted to say Amethyst. Yeah. Amethyst. Two uh, light and or dark and monster. Or okay, dark okay. Monster. So you okay, can mix so, and okay. match. Okay. You can mix and match. So yeah. is there can you is there a link monster you can make there's a light with the or token. dark? I don't think you token. can I don't think so. That with the token yeah. rushing that you can make in general and then bring a monster back. And Fornicus. Oh, I mean you can so you can make a uh, lineup. So, Fateful Adventure. If you play the pre if you play the prerequisite, um, like monster to, to search or rather right, I guess. If you play the proper one, and I guess Griffin's banned in Japan, so you can't have a wind anymore. It can make any charmer. Um, yeah. The most realistic ones would be Lina and Dark, because if you play Artemis, you can turn Enchantress into Artemis and then make Lina. And if you play Illegal Knight, which is the other like reasonable one, you can make Dark. So that those will always be able to bring something back, presumably. Like assuming your opponent has a card in Grave, you can bring something back, and then you can um, make the new Striker Link, and then the new Striker Link will let you turn that into Kagari or uh, Shizuku or Hayate, right? So. I feel like it's definitely possible you have some sort of adventure striker deck 
that does something. Because Draco back is still a very reasonable card. Um, just getting Enchantresses to keep adding back rights is a way to just keep Link Fodder up. Um, you can make... Uh, what's the new... Hold on. What's this card called? You can make uh, Donner with uh, a right token and Enchantress. So you can essentially, by activating right and discarding a card you can have removal for two cards because you get Draco back and then you can make Donner, which will then pop something else. And then oh, Enchantress... Oh, the, oh, the, the For Hire The For Hire link. And then yeah, okay. the Enchantress will always add back another right. So you'll just always have more, like, fodder. So the, I think that's a that's a very, like, reasonable engine, honestly, to play, just, like, for more spells. I don't think that's terrible. Um, maybe getting a little bit too, like, too... Maybe straying a bit too far from like what Sky Striker's like trying to do, but I personally think even if Griffin is banned, you can just play and then like three Enchantress, two right, Fateful, Draco back, and just like play them as like removal, and you make Charmers with them, and you make the new Striker yeah, and mean, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because like with Donner or whatever, you can definitely just go like Draco back, get rid of your thing, make Donner, pop itself in something else, and now you have it cleared from your extra monster yeah. zone. So then you could summon Ray or whatever and make a link monster and make all your sky trigger plays. Mm-hmm. So I think that could be pretty interesting. Um Infernity Launcher goes to two. I don't think that matters at all. I think I feel like that's a little bit too far gone. I know they got new cards in Rise of the Duelist, but I or Phantom Rage maybe, but I don't think that matters. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't think it does either. And then going from three to two, Foolish Burial Goods, as we touched on, and Raigeki, that is so random to me and so yes. funny. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't get it. It's just because it was side like that card was sided a little bit against a couple of decks. Like, is that why yes. they hit it? Like, is that it? I, just because and, it was and, and, and it had to have been. If they, like, this is what I said like when they like looked at the when they saw like Foolish Burial Goods, they just kinda like looked at what people were playing and they're like, all right. We see a lot of people using this card, so it has to be it's like, good. It's like here, so, here's a tier deck that sided Regeki. I'm just looking at like deck lists. It's and probably it's like, like a top percentage on Neuron or something, right? Like, <laughs> submitted decks from oh, that was region. something. That was something that I that I, that I that I was like gonna gonna bring up. Also, when, when we're talking about like the barrier statue, right? I think it's interesting yeah. that like um, the barrier statue got banned in Master Duel right before it got banned in the OCG. And I think it's interesting we're seeing Master Duel maybe like inform some of their decisions now, which I think could be a good thing, could be a bad thing depending on how it's implemented. But so far, I wonder if just they have the data, I wonder how nuanced their data is for these decks to the point that like, I don't, not about like win rate of cards, right? Like, you know, I don't really care what, what barrier statues win rate. I wonder if their data is so nuanced that they can see like how often an opponent just immediately clicked surrender when the barrier statue got signed. That would also be kind of funny. I wonder I if like to note as well would be <laughs> if they see deck list right and the yeah. barrier statue is at one because we've seen it countless times where they put a card to one that just like was already played at one. Yes. Right? Yes. So now it's just like, hey, we're seeing all of these deck lists from Neuron Master Duel. They're all playing one barrier statue. It didn't even Why occur to me how much data collection they probably have for deckless on Neuron too. Yeah. Yeah. I I was I was really tunneling on Mashadool, but I wonder how much how much they take into account the popularity of decks on Neuron. That's very interesting. I'm I'm sure like it it you know it means something. 
but obviously yeah, a little, I think that's where Regex sort of came from more than anything. Yeah, possibly. Just like I ha mean, having that information, right? Like you, you see these deck lists. More I think y'all are giving them too much credit. <laughs> I think they just saw some some deck list with your Regeki on it. You're like, oh, let's no, 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 no. That, 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 that's what I mean. No, like Regeki probably had like one of the higher percentages on like submitted side decks or something. You know what I mean? Like that's why they're like, oh, put it to two. Like it's not good. No, so, but like they, they're well, just also, looking at the numbers. I, right? I don't yeah. even know if that's true because if you look at a lot of the decks, I think the, even more than that is the uh, a pointer of the Red Lotus. I think you see that infinitely more than Regeki in the side deck oh. in, in the decks. Maybe that one's coming next. Who knows? Well, I, I hope. I also, I, mean, I also think it's yeah. weird to hit side cards, especially with this data that we're talking about, because Master Duel doesn't have a side deck. I think it's it's. Probably they have less information on side patterns, right? Oh no, I I just I just meant like with more people in Japan probably using Neuron, yeah, than anything else, right? It's like yeah. I mean I I agree. Also, the Japanese YCS is also not having a side deck is also something that like maybe we won't see side deck cards get hit as frequently, and Regeki might kind of just be an outlier. It also only went to two, like that's another like yeah. bizarre thing to me, but whatever. Um. Unlimited. And the last card is light stage. Oh, light stage two. went to two. Yeah, we okay. we have that at two now also, right? That just went to two for us. That doesn't really matter. I believe that also just went to two for us. But where is not it? just? No, it yeah, just went to three for us. Yeah, it just went to three. Yeah, it just went to three. It went from one to two and then just went to three. Yeah. So sh sure. Unlimited. Yeah. ABC Buster Dragon. Irrelevant. <laughs> yes. Every single Double one iron. of these cards that are unlimited, we also have it three. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Every single one, we also have it three. Yeah, that's true. Double Iris, irrelevant. Enchantress, irrelevant. I don't. Know, I don't. I don't think that one's irrelevant. irrelevant. I, I don't think that one's irrelevant. I, I think that one. Well, Which okay. One? How about this? Enchantress? That one is infinitely more relevant than Buster and Double Iris Magician. Yeah. Sure. Like. And, and then obviously Torn Scales and Eldlicks, which is just a three here. Yeah. yeah. Very... Um, I think Sanguine going to three there. Okay, let me check what other Eldritch cards they have hit. Because that is a deck that they also really like. Um, they have Cursed Eldlin at two, and that's it. Everything else is at three now. They had two Cursed Eldlin and two Sanguine. So, do they still have three Reasoning and three Monster Gate? Uh, I believe so. Let me check. Uh, they do still have three reasoning, and they do still have three monster game. I don't know. I don't think you'd play monster game in this deck, but uh, and how about grass? And they still have two grass. Hilarious. They really like the Outlitch grass deck. Like they love that deck with three reasoning grass, um, minimal monsters, and maybe we'll see them splash some of the Ishizu shufflers into that type of deck. And just try that, right? Because that's, I guess, now that we've gone through the list, let's just kind of like, where do you go from here, right? As as Bowden said multiple times, literally scorched the earth and then salted it. So no yeah. new creatures can ever grow again. <laughs> you know, like, what are we doing here? From the ashes, you release a bunch of new good cards in maybe. the set and repeat the cycle. So that's right. that's what I was thinking was when I saw this list, I was like, my initial reaction for whatever reason was, oh my god, Cyberstorm Access must be crazy. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, wait, it's probably not good. Like Cyberstorm Access probably isn't crazy. And that's why they had to do this, right? I think as Jeff was uh, touching on earlier, it's like, 
they did this maybe so you play like i read the mana dome cards and they seem all right yeah, mana dome is the right. new like yeah. planet deck with with the uh, visa star frost yeah Frost-Frost, they seem yeah. they're like inoffensive they're like pretty cool i guess i they you know and i'm pretty I, sure like it's another synchro deck which is weird because we're getting a lot of synchro decks lately and that set is also going to have the second wave of support for the new world premiere deck, which is another synchro deck. Oh, so we're getting a that. shit ton of synchro. We shit, also so. just got the Godi, which was also a synchro deck. Which was yeah, your, there's yeah. a lot of synchro decks. That's I guess because maybe I wonder. Do you think they had all of these ideas for cards and just didn't print them because of fiber? That wouldn't shock me. You think they maybe d- d- designed a t- or or rather they they didn't design synchro cards because of fiber and now the fiber's banned they're like i can finally design the synchro card i've always mm. wanted to make you know that something like well, that we did have moe deck so well that know. one specifically was like you can't link with the token right right like that was like that was the extent of just like how do we make a synchro deck that can't use fiber often and then they just said you cannot make links <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. now it's gone. It's now they yeah. put more synchro. However, the first card that we saw of ours, the golden, was the not gold, very good. Well, yeah. that card yeah. was just basically just unplayable. Like it, like not only could you not even use fiber anyway, you couldn't do like a shit ton of other things. So I'm like, okay, fiber's banned. This card isn't level two. This card can't do anything by itself. It locks you into basically everything under the sun. Um, so I, I don't know, but uh. You could definitely use fiber with the the, the new mana dome deck. That that's for sure. Uh, yeah. But but so I, I digress. That's we, that's what the question originally was. Where do we go from here? I think that um, if you don't use Kestjar and Chairlement, you have uh, Fluonaris. I think a big one that you have is Labyrinth, which we did see oh, some yeah. before, Labyrinth. and they have that new card. New um, girl. Uh, you have the new girl, and they have that new trap card, which is phenomenal for them. And I think the other one would be Pendulum. Oh, you, well, so, yeah, that's true because they have the Draco Slayer. Have well, we have Draco Slayers, and they have an Electromite. They only have one yeah. Luster. I don't think that. I don't think that matters too much. I don't think um, it matters. Obviously, getting Electromite matters more than losing a couple Luster Pendulums. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think probably... I think I think Labyrinth is like a real big one, honestly. And then because it also doesn't hit by Maxi really. Um, yeah. And uh, after that would be uh, yeah, like it also maybe like Runic something with like Runic in it because they still have all the Runic cards. Yeah, they never and... really played. We never really saw them play Runic much. In their yeah. CG. We never that that never really caught on. I don't think. Maybe we'll see the Naturia Shizu deck kind of pop up again. Uh, now that the tier element stuff is now that like the deck that was the de facto best Ishizu deck is gone i think we'll probably see a bunch of experimentation with the Ishizu cards um they they have one agito and one keldo i believe right yeah so maybe we'll see some experimentation with the with the Ishizu stuff uh in a different deck obviously weaker than if it's all f3 but all right, so yeah, going back and looking back at the metagame reports for OCG, the last four of them, um, outside of tier limits being the most played, then Kastir being second, the third most played deck out of basically all of these is Labyrinth. So I feel pretty confident in saying that, yeah, uh, Labyrinth will probably be the go-to deck at, before the Cyberstorm Access set. Sure. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like that deck was strong when it could, like, really heavily target... And I feel like trap decks like that are at their best when they can really heavily target down the decks they want to beat. So when you're going into, like, a super wide format like this, I guess you just have to play, like, as generic traps as possible and just, like, hope you catch whatever. I feel like... Hang on. What Flunder cards are hit there? I think they have map uh, at two or something. Uh, I believe map is at one. I just looked map a second ago. Yeah. Oh um, map is at one. Okay, that deck's probably not very good. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so it's map at one and then banned for the... I feel like they could have put map back. Statue. If they were going to ban barrier statues, they could put map back. Uh, they also have whatever. shifter at two, which is yeah. not, un not, not relevant. Yeah, that's whatever. So, I guess the first thing is, I don't think tier elements are playable at all. Well, I'm yeah. sure we'll be... So, it's funny. Um, a video came up came up on my Facebook feed that was like, tier elements deck post-January 1st ban list. And I watched the video, and it was like the worst deck I had ever seen. You know, it was one of those videos that was supposed to be like, look how much the deck can still do, like, even after it got banned. And it, it literally looked... Like it was on life support and was just waiting for somebody mm -hmm. to put it down, and I was just like, I. Uh, <laughs> it looked. Am I too? Just like the Mean Girls meme, where it's like, stop trying to make tournaments happen. It's yeah, not going to happen. Yes, literally. <laughs> and then I feel like maybe Kashira is still playable. Maybe it's definitely <laughs> way less consistent and less oppressive. But maybe it only has three starters now, uh, and it has without those three, it's like very hard to do anything. You can't lead with any of the other Kashira cards, so I don't really know how you would make it work, honestly, with only one field spell and one of each of the cards you need to open up with. So it's only three total. Terraforming, yeah, rotation yep. with a bad field spell. Maybe you play Ravine. What is the level four? Can does level four one do anything? If you can make ancient fairy dragon and search planet and search level four, and like uh, special with ancient you control fairy dragon, Akashira, you can summon them from your hand, and then once returned, you can banish a Kashira card from your deck to make him level seven. Okay, so can you do like Destrudo Ravine, pop Ravine, get the planet, search that guy, special him with ancient fairy dragon, and like banish a Kashira from your deck and like make him seven and like do stuff? That doesn't seem. Like, the absolute worst. That that well, uh, that seems like a line, at least. Uh, so you have to have a... That means you have to summon another level 4 monster, then, to do that. Well, you can summon anything plus Distrudo. Like, you just normal summon anything, right? Plus Distrudo. So when you say anything, you have to think about this realistically. Like, what other level 4... What other monster are you adding into your deck to... I don't know. Planet Pathfinder, which you would just activate and get which you would activate and then anyway, get Unicorn yeah. anyway. Which is another starter, I guess. Like yeah. maybe that's what it is. Maybe they just go Planet Pathfinder. Um, yeah, they max Ravine. On yeah, they max it on 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 Pathfinder Ravine Prosperity. Um, Do they actually have Destrudo? I actually, I, just, I'm yeah, nearly they certain they have Destrudo. They do have Destrudo. They do. Okay. We is I didn't realize that Destrudo was no. It's at three there. It's at one for us. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's at it's at three for them. Um, but yeah, so I feel like, okay, of Kashira and Tyr, I think Kashira is significantly more playable. Because if you just draw a Unicorn, it is the same deck, right? Like, if you just draw the field spell, 
you resolve your sequence of cards identically as you did before. It's just obviously you'll do it less consistently. Tier element is like, I don't even know what you do anymore. You're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're, you're doing significantly less and significantly less often. So I really just think Kashiraz may be a deck. I don't know. May, like I'm, I'm sure there are some other like bad psychic supports that you can just fit in and do it. You can maybe try to play like other level seven extenders and just play like a Shangri-La control deck. Um, I think maybe you play the adventure cards in that deck again, which I think arguably you might even do here. And you just get a level seven extender off of that, right? Yeah, because possibly. That's that seems a little bit more reasonable. Maybe play instant contact uh, to get like Dark Neos or whatever, just to make a seven. So then... so we, so this also just seems like a lot of work to do something when you just mm. go with like the path of least resistance with other decks. Which no, I I agree hard. with you. Uh, yeah. Although although that's the thing is like what is the path of least resistance when every deck that was being played is like not. So personally, I still think the branded in high spirits should all deck with Cartesia is what I would try to make first. Uh, one thing there also is that they have branded opening at one there also. So that's like another thing where like you just cutting you off from branded fusion. Um, yeah. Sure. But, but you can still, but you've, I mean, so there's three high spirits, three Aluber, presumably. Yeah. So three high spirits, three Aluber, one opening, one branded fusion, some Shadals, maybe Shadal fusion, um, and Cartesias, and like Fallen of Albaz. I don't know. <laughs> you know i definitely see i definitely see the cracks when you only have one brand infusion and one um uh what's it called uh opening maybe you play goods and uh retribution and you hope you draw albion and goods goods is at two though so, so you even do that less consistently <laughs> real albion foolish brand infusion and then goods foolish retribution and add back brand infusion Alright. Yeah, I, I yeah, it could be like some brand high spirits thing could be could be kinda cool. Um I'm trying to think of what else is at uh let's see. We have uh, uh still like what we talked about very briefly, or like runic, they still have all the runic cards. Yeah. Um you and could like see like runic sprite. sprite. Like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, runic um, sprite might just be you have one starter and one jab. You still have three blue. Like, maybe that's just fine enough, right? And then you have basically full power pendulum deck. They could... So, I mean, that seems, like, very easy. Outside of, like, Maxi, um, I think that deck is extremely strong. Yeah. So they definitely, they definitely have some options. They also still have Chaos Ruler. They can just play Punk stuff. Yeah, they do have Chaos They just still have they Chaos have... Ruler. Yeah. Uh, uh, another deck which I think was more popular here, mm -hmm. simply because again of Max C, is uh, Math Mech as well. That is true, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, That's they have some options. Off. All of these oh, are definitely weaker than what they've been doing. So, like, I'm kind of interested to see where they're going to go from here. But my vote is definitely still on some scuffed shit all adventure. Oh, you, you can also play adventure in that shit all deck and like magician souls and adventure triggers the shit alls. And you like make, you can make, um, all right. Well, that's what they did. Well, kind of before that's what they did before with the branded cards. They were playing that and we were like, why are they doing that? Like you can't even, if you draw that into Luber, your hand saw your deck sucks. Um, so like that does cut you off from 
normal summoning a Luber, which is definitely like the best card in your deck, I think, now. Yeah. You can also make Proxy F Magician and Fusion Summon. You can do that. <laughs> using using <laughs> um, your uh, your adventure stuff, I guess. Schism is still a broken card. Is the Nidir Servant still at one for them? Uh, I feel like it probably is. Nadir, it is yes. Nidir Servant still at one. Okay. I don't know how they build decks. Every card is at one. Every good card <laughs> is gone there now. Every single good card I want to put in my deck is gone. But maybe that's how you fit everything. Maybe because I'm talking about like 15 different engines. Maybe if you take every single card I mentioned and put them all in the same deck, it somehow reaches 40 cards. And then you'll just have like 19 one-ofs that are broken when you draw them. And then that's your deck. 19 one-ofs? Just 19 so like, broken so like, one-ofs. So it's like old formats we're talking about yes. where all the old formats are just, you just one, 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 your one. Your deck one. is just one that ear servant, one branded fusion, one branded opening. Like, just one of, one foolish burial, just one of every broken card that supports this archetype. One Fenrir, one unicorn, one planet. Might as well, because why not? You know? Oh, my God. Just play every limited card. And if you, one Magnema, sure. Lubellion, you might even play Lubellion, even. You know? You yeah, I mean, play... yeah, definitely. Yeah, eventually this deck makes 60, or 40, I promise. One's probably good judgment. Blue guy. Knowledge. Knowledge is probably good in the shit all deck. Alright. This deck's coming together. We uh, figured it out. Right is you. two spells for public judgment. So that's something. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> and tactics to finish it all off. And super poly. And instant fusion. Might as well. That card's not banned yet. Yeah, but now you can't summon Kikolos. That is true. That is a lot worse. <laughs> you can summon Winda. You can't summon Winda, yes. Alright, we did it. So, so my prediction, Shawl's the best deck in Japan. I'm still gonna go with Trap Deck Labyrinth. Labyrinth. That that deck seems really, really strong right now. I don't know. I, I think I think January first we'll see a lot of Labyrinth coming up on these OCG meta reports. I don't Probably. think I actually, well I don't know what anything comes out before then for Japan. Let's see. Uh, I don't think so. Well, there's a Jump Festa this weekend. Which oh yeah, that's true. Stuff that probably won't come out by January first, but that'll be another topic. Yeah, I guess that's the last. So we we've, uh, we've been going a long time. So let's kind of wrap it up. But yeah, there's a Jump Festa this weekend, so it's very possible they'll have a big Yu-Gi-Oh announcement. And then if they do, mm-hmm. I guess that's what we'll be covering next week. Probably. Yeah, this could all be for nothing. Right? This could like, all be for nothing, and they could announce. Yeah, they could announce. Master rule, whatever the fuck it is, and then just change your view again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's why they banned everything because there's a huge. That's why they ban. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would, I, I would kind of hope for that to happen, honestly. So ever yeah. since, I mean, we are. I would like to wrap this up, but yeah. Ever since COVID started, I have lost a lot of my passion for Yu-Gi-Oh! And I think a lot of that is because Yu-Gi-Oh! just hasn't changed since 2019, basically. All we see over and over again are just, like, rehashes of old decks. It's basically like, oh, let's put a let's put a new spin on Shadal's. And what if we made it Shadal's plus Lightsworn? And, like, it's still, like, the same thing as we see over and over and over again, basically. And, like, oh, let's print a deck, and we'll give it a Searcher and a Stratos and a Rhoda. And 
that you that just becomes so repetitive and boring to me. We I've seen it all before, and I think the only way like to like reignite my love and passion for the game is to see a significant change whether that be with i don't think they have to make like a new we could make a whole another podcast about that about but i don't think they have to make a new extra deck archetype but i think they could make a new type of card you see pokemon and magic and all these other games they come out with new types of cards all the time and the fact that Yu-Gi-Oh hasn't done that since since Lynx, i think really has made the game very stale for me because we're just seeing the same shit put out over and over again when just slap a new art on it yeah no i i agree i think it is to the point where almost every card comes out and we look at it and go what does that do and we say it's a blank that blanks like oh what is magnum (laughs) it's a dd crow for lights and darks that that is stratos for dragons like what (laughs) you know like okay sure or now it's like oh it's tanky but also this or whatever yeah (laughs) yeah, exactly (laughs) Oh, ter- field spell. Oh, what does the field spell do? I bet it searches. I bet it- <laughs> 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 so, yeah, to wrap things up, um, I hope that one, that our list is as significant as this. I'd like to start playing s- some new cards, and I hope that the Jump Festa has some cool news. So, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, what your finishing thoughts are. I think, I, I think this this ban list is like uh good. I like it's good to know that OCG has it in them to just completely, you know, just uh Thanos click, get rid of it. <laughs> they actually yeah, they actually yeah. did snap half the trail once out of existence. No. That is true. It's 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 I am Konami! Yeah, literally. <laughs> and then just all the trail and then it's just yeah, just going to dust, of course. Yeah, so it's it'll be interesting to see if um because like usually when Japan does something drastic like this. That means that it's like um, it's it's like the USA can have a little bit more wiggle room, right? Like, I I say that they probably still you know just as limited, but uh, yeah, like it's it's good to know that Japan will do something like this. Maybe TCG can translate it, um, and then obviously we have the Jump Fester announcement, which could be a master rule change, could be new support, could be whatever, and that'll dictate more of OCG than I guess us for the time being, right? Like, yeah. All we'll see is maybe some like uh, market shift for some cards, maybe some like anticipation, uh, anticipated buyouts, depending on if there's a master rule change and some cards just get better. Um, but for the most part, I think we're really just going to end up playing the same game until next season, right? And I guess like Worlds will be with whatever new thing comes from Jump Fest. So, so like I'm, I'm looking forward to it only because it's Yu Gi Oh! Um, but yeah, I, I don't think too much will change unless we get a really cool list, right? And then OCG seems like it's going to get a bunch of cool stuff before us, as is tradition. So yeah. It's going to be unfortunate. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys for sticking with us. Um, I guess hopefully there'll be a big jump announcement. We can talk about that next week. So uh, I guess we'll see you then. Bye. Yeah.